Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sportsman Like Conduct podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. We are going to be talking some NFL action here. Got my uh, new friend on, Ryan Smith. How's everything going, Ryan? Everything's groovy, man. Uh, excited for, honestly, excited that the NBA season's over and now it's time to dive entirely into football. Oh, yeah, baby. You, you, you said it right, man. I mean, once the NBA is over, I mean, I love MLB. I talk MLB twice a week on the show, but I, I, there is nobody, there is no other sport that gets people more amped up than the NFL. I mean, start to finish, man. Um, always the draft, whatever. It's always like a holiday. And, uh, man, you got a lot going on. Uh, you cover the Niners a lot. You're uh, really big, big on them and uh, everything else in football, man. I can't wait to ask you all those questions later, but I want to hear a little bit about yourself and everything that you're doing. Uh, how did you first become a sports fan? Uh, ooh, so growing up, it was, I mean, it's partially just, you know, obviously playing sports, but then I don't know. I think it first started as like, my parents were kind of strict about television, but as long as you watch sports, it was okay. Like <laughs> if you, if you feel me even went to video games, like they didn't want me playing like call of duty or nothing like that. But, uh, you know, if I'm playing MLB, the show or Madden, like I can kind of justify it. I think it started as that. And then quickly, uh, I had some injuries in high school that just caused me to, well, I, I rolled into my freshman year with a freaking back brace. So imagine that. <laughs> like, I, was, I thought I was going to roll in stud athlete. Things were going to be great. Uh, it was going to be easy for me. And no. So honestly, I, can't, I didn't have the high school career that I thought I was going to have. And a lot of this is just a massive overcompensation for that. Uh, especially since growing up in the Bay Area, like we've got to experience like the Giants winning the World Series. Then obviously you know, the Warriors and Steph Curry is basically my yeah. Jesus Christ figure. Well, yeah, man, I was going to say the 2010s were all about uh, pretty much the uh, San Francisco, Oakland, everything, man. I mean, um, with all that. Yeah. And even the Niners. I mean, you could even say them to an extent. Well, they made a Super Bowl in 2012. Oh, absolutely. And uh, 19, so. Yeah. And, uh, and I still feel like some of those teams, like, it was just bad timing because the Seahawks obviously were awesome. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, there was like NFC championship games where it, like there was that one that was Seahawks Niners and it just felt like whoever was going to win that was going to win the Super Bowl. Right. And then of course, Seattle went on to just like beat the living crap out of the Broncos. Like it sting worse. That, that was a, uh, that was very unexpected. I did not think pay I knew Peyton Manning was going to roll over, but I just didn't think it was going to be like that. And I, I love Peyton Manning. <laughs> Not he did not always roll over, but when it came to big moments, uh, it was very uh thin, and I always bet it the opposite way. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> whether if it was high school yep, bets yep, with yep. friends or whatever, not yeah, not Peyton, man. But uh, that, so you grew up in the Bay Area, um, and then now you you kind of reside in Bay and Los Angeles, yeah. So I'm, I'm currently. I got a really cool opportunity. Well, I guess, you know what? I can back it up a little bit. So after I got done with college, I was like, I knew. So I, I did, I got to do an internship for a morning show um, for like the big, like Niners, Warriors station, KMBR in the Bay Area. Okay. And I was like, dang, this is awesome. I like, you know, I would love to be able to do this. Like, I can't believe people get like paid 
to do this like this is sick right and so i knew i wanted to do that so i just spammed like as many places as possible um and ended up being a producer well started as an internship as these things tend to do right, right. The, the lines get blurred between what's an internship and what's working for free i don't know but um yeah. uh, i started at the adam carolla show because I, I just knew like okay He's like into comedy and and he's like friends with like Bill Simmons and all those guys. Maybe I could schmooze my way in. Right, right. Uh, it was a great experience, but um, ultimately, I don't know. It was like got a little, it was during COVID and it was like, dang, like my one of my like first days, I was like, I was like shaking hands with Ted Cruz and it was kind of like, whoa, <laughs> this is like getting, like, this is like kind of a lot of politics and <laughs> just so much COVID talk. And like, it just was not my vibe. Right, right. So I got an, uh, a guy from when I was interning at KMBR uh, reached out to me on LinkedIn and basically said like, he lost his job. Um, and he was basically like, yo, I'm starting this YouTube thing. Like, would you want to jump aboard? And I was like, hell yeah. I'm always down for risks, especially when I'm not getting paid. <laughs> That's just how this industry works. Oh, man, totally. And so I moved back in with my parents, um, moved moved back to the Bay and um, got had a bunch of really cool experience. You know, we were hosting or I got to like host like three hour post games after like every Giants game, every Warriors, that great Warriors run last year. And then um, ended up, you know, through some connections and just some pure luck ended up covering the Niners for uh, a couple of UK outlets. Wow. Um, so got to be in the locker room and all that. I ma had massive imposter syndrome. I was like, what the hell am I, <laughs> how the hell am I in this position? Yeah, man, yeah. I wouldn't even call it imposter syndrome, man. I mean, you're doing what I think the stuff, you know, I mean, you know, imposter syndrome is a funny thing. And, um, you know, I know like some people are like, is this a, you know, per a personal development podcast is really not, but, uh, you know, <laughs> imposter syndrome, like, I think in sports industry in general, like there, you know, sometimes you just got to own it when you're going through this stuff because you never know how long the opportunity is going to be, man. I mean, we see a lot of people getting cut from ESPN, getting cut from Fox sports, these big network shows. I mean, uh, sports illustrated a lot of like, you know, senior, you know, guys and gals, like, where it's like, wow, they just got let go. What's going on. I mean, sometimes it's the industry just saying, hey, they um, are making a lot of money and we think we could pay less and get the same amount of value. And that's exactly how it goes. Probably every eight to 10 years. We've seen it last decade uh, when ESPN did it. And then we just saw it again this past uh, this past year. Right. Uh, all these budget cuts and all this stuff happening. Ab absolutely. And it's tragic. And I saw a lot of it um, being in the Niners locker room. It was like all of a sudden these people that are like, you know, getting paid a couple hundred thousand a year to be, you know, work for the local news covering the Niners, like all of a sudden these people, like they're having to do that. Plus they're having to carry cameras and like, it's like, cause they're just reducing as much, yeah. you know, they're trying to streamline it as much as possible. Um, and so I also it was interesting being in like, kind of, so we did the whole show was like on YouTube. Like my whole thing was like podcasting. Right. right. I was like, Oh, podcasts. That's where it's at. I know how to like do that. I never really did like the YouTube live streaming thing or I never really listened to that kind of stuff, yeah. but then it ended up being super cool. And like, there's kind of, I think there's just like, I don't want this to sound bad because I totally am one of them, but I think there's just like a lot of like lonely people out there that are kind of just like looking for a community. 
and that's what kind of the like live stream provides. Like you mix it up in the chat, you talk to people. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even call them lonely people. I think there's a lot of people that are just kind of thriving to look for new stuff because I, I think what happens in big media nowadays, they talk about the same stuff. I mean, you go on, you <laughs> yeah. go on the ESPN, all they are is talking Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, freaking, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, all this like stuff when it comes to NFL talk and they're not talking about certain stuff that, you know, the everyday fan wants to hear about. They want to hear about their team, not the same five headlines that have been going on and on and on, you know? And I, and I think that, that is why people look for those outlets because I, I do the same thing for baseball, uh, ESPN, MO, they, they never talk about baseball, you know? So I'm like, Oh, cool. no, you know? never. So it's like, okay, why would I go there to listen to it? It's like, so that's what you got to find those, you know, more niche, uh, whether if it's podcasts, YouTube channels, um, influencers, whatever, and, and just find out those little things. Cause you're going to find out more about your team or the favorite, your favorite player or um, just the sport in general. So I think that's why people gravitate towards those. Yeah. And I, what I'll say about the experience with the Niners was like, I don't know, it was a, it was a very valuable learning experience for me. Cause it was, I don't know, there's certain people, journalists, obviously, like, you know, it's like, there's certain people that just always are going to be, you know, kind of hating on the team or attacking the team. Oh, yeah. There's people that are always going to be holding water for the team. There's always like people like getting their stances. They, they, they pick their stance and then they just do everything possible to justify it after the fact. And it was interesting. Like people talk about like, you know, Oh, locker room drama, all this stuff. And it was like, all these guys are great guys. Like yeah. even like Javon Kinlaw was the one big one that everyone was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, this guy, Grant Cohn, he like flipped off his hat and they got into it and there's character. And like, I, I don't know. I, I talked to him. He's just like a really sweet guy that like, if you just don't come super aggressive toward, like if you're not just like trying to catch him or whatever, like yeah. he's, he's just a super sweet guy. Narr um, narrative is everything too, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's everything. But um, it was also cool. Like, I felt like I was able to kind of take a temperature of the team. Like I was in the locker room after Trey got hurt. And the interesting thing was it, it was like business as usual. Yeah. Um, and you could tell, like, I mean, they're just super confident with Jimmy G like they know Jimmy G everyone likes Jimmy G and they were just like, it's business as usual. Right. And then I was also there when Jimmy G got hurt and it was just pretty shocking. Like everyone just like legitimately believed in Brock. Like it felt the exact same way. So from that, um, you know, I think both uh, Larry Kruger and I, uh, who, the guy who I did the YouTube show with, it was kind of like, damn, like we should like definitely get on this Brock hype train because this dude is is legit. Um, it, I mean, I, I feel like that's the best way to judge is just by like the reactions of the people in the organization. Yeah. Um, oh, so. Well, man, I mean, yeah, and let's kind of, let's go into that there. I don't want to lose someone out because I mean, there's yeah. so much I want to talk to you about the Niners quarterback situation and just football in general. Um, well, first, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I saw when Brock Purdy went out, I was like, Oh my God, thank God. I was very relieved that he went out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was one of those Eagles fans. that was very realistic about our defense. I thought our defense was completely overrated and it got shielded in that NFC championship game that, uh, Brock Purdy went out and we were facing Johnson or Joe Johnson. I'm like, uh, Josh, Johnson, Josh Johnson, yeah. sorry. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I was like, this guy's a uh, not even a backup on, you know, 27 other other teams. 
He's like the default, like, oh my God, all our starters are injured. We need someone to come in for a spot start. All yeah. right, Josh Johnson. And the fact that you guys couldn't bring on another quarterback, now the NFL changed that rule where you could get get one in the uh, postseason. But man, it was like, wow, the Eagles are going to have a cakewalk in this game. And that's what ended up happening. And then when we got to the Super Bowl, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, hedge against the Eagles like crazy because I've yeah. been watching this team all year. And I mean, you know, the, the betting person inside of me comes out first. I'm like, our defense is so flawed. We played no good quarterbacks all season. And when we did, we got our asses kicked. Um, and um, that's exactly what happens. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts played way better in the Super Bowl than I thought he ever would have. I mean, it was un- unreal. But Mahomes played just a little bit better. And he, he ate up against, they ate up against the Eagles defense. And uh, that was the biggest factor. Uh, but, you know, going going back to Brock Purdy, man, um, obviously he's coming back. Uh, he has an elbow injury. Um, it does not look like he's going to be starting the season. You guys uh, did it. You know, uh, you, you will be getting Trey Lance back. I know he's there and uh, OTA is going on. You also ha- um, have a new quarterback uh, in the works there. Um, <laughs> are, we, are we talking Sam Darnold? Oh, yes, we are, baby. We're talking Sam Darnold, <laughs> man. And we're talking about the quarterback guru with your coach. Um, man, who, all right. First question, who will be the starting quarterback of the 49ers come week one? Come week one, it's going to be Trey. It will be Trey. It's okay. Just, just cause I mean, I don't know. There's our reports out there that, you know, maybe Brock could be ready by week one, but I just don't, where's the logic in rushing him back? No, no, no logic. Who, yeah. Who oh, will yeah, be the ahead. best decision going forward with the 49ers? That, that is like the biggest overall question. It's like, all right, yeah. Brock Purdy's back. Uh, we have him, we have Trey Lance, and we have Sam Darnold, who maybe might get us, he might be the starter. Who knows? Yeah, so it's it's funny because the Niner like content game is just so hilarious. Like everyone is just, there's so much vitriol and just anger because it's like either you're like a total Brock Purdy guy. Well, pr- prior to this, you were either a Jimmy G guy or you were a Jimmy G hater. Then like now it's like you're either a Brock guy or you're a Trey guy. Um, And it's for me, it's just like, I don't know. I'm trying to just be honest about this thing. Uh, I don't understand like people, um, people all off season. were talking about trading Trey. It's like, he's like 10 mil. He costs like 10 million. And it's like, what are you going to get a third round, fourth round, like edge or something like the the Niners are completely stacked. Like they, they have a crazy amount of depth. There's no, there was no play, no, no like draft pick they could have traded for. That would be more valuable than this freaking lottery ticket. Like let's Trey, Trey is going, I think Sam Darnold is there only for competition. Right. Um, it's hilarious how everyone's like, Oh, you know, I think Sam Darnold's got the best arm of the three of, and it's just like, okay, just trying to create headlines. Yeah. He's just a human meat shield for, (laughs) for, uh, I mean, honestly, it's like best case scenario with Sam Darnold. He's a third stringer and Trey and Brock both get injured and maybe he can like hang in there for a couple games. I still have a little bit of faith in, uh, Sam. Yeah. I I do, man. You know, I, I I loved him coming into the draft and I just don't think he ever had the right, you know, being there in New York, I thought he was in a terrible situation there. And then uh, going into Carolina uh, obviously did not work out. Again, I don't think he had the right coach. I think he might have the right coach now. And um, I would just be curious to see how he is there with Shanahan as his coach. Man, it's like that, oh, that is know, the one I'll thing. Make, yeah, I'll make this prediction. I think Darnold gets a start this year. I do too. I don't think – but it's going to be probably because of injury. And that's like the other thing. It's like with Trey – like 
I mean, it could be awesome. And then immediately everyone's like, oh, well, then what do you do with Bra? It's like, those are good problems to have, right. like two quarterbacks. So it's like, he's a, basically a scratch-off ticket. And then Brock Purdy costs like $800,000. Um, and he's pretty much is like Jimmy G, but just like with like a little bit more mobility. And, you know, great guy. Oh, I think, um, I think he's way better than Jimmy G, man. I So that was like a big, big like topic was like, uh, some some dude, Alex Rollins, NFL, I think, put out a video as to why like Jimmy G and Brock Purdy are exactly the same. And honestly, I don't even my thought on that whole thing is like, OK, that's pretty good. Like, that's well, kind of, that's kind of good. Even if you're saying that they are the same guy, which I think he's slightly better. Yeah. It's like, well, Jimmy G cost 25 mil a year. Right. This guy costs 800,000. You've him under contract for three more years at that price. Plus, like, aside from the freak shoulder injury, he doesn't have to seem to have the same brittleness. Like, he's kind of got that Russell Wilson build. Right. And he's, yeah, far quicker, more mobile. And also, if you look at the NFC and you as an Eagles fan, I think you realize this. Like, honestly, Jimmy G was pretty good last year. And, like, last year's Jimmy G or, like, you could say maybe Brock Purdy. Like, who in the NFC, what quarterbacks are definitively better than them right now? No one. Jalen Hurts. So water down. And, it's like Jalen Hurts, and that, and then it's like, okay, maybe an argument for Dak. I would lean no. Like, it's like maybe. It's like nothing's yeah. definite. I mean, I would say Dak so, is still better than uh, the other ten yeah. NFC quarterbacks, but yeah. Um, but no, man, I I agree. I, I think Brock Purdy's. A, I still think he's a real deal. What I watched in that Seahawks game. Um, I mean, man, I, I don't care. You are he doing that in the first playoff game, um, being in that position. Um, we've seen other guys, only one other guy really do it. And that was like kind of Tom Brady and what he, and what pretty was able to do and go in there with that confidence. He had a shaky game. Uh, God, who, who was, uh, who'd you guys play in the divisional round? Um, Cowboys. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Cowboys. He, he, Cowboys. he didn't look as strong in the Cowboy game. Um, but he got it done. He made the throws and needed yeah. to get done. And, um, obviously your guys defense kind of held off the Cowboys there. And, but, uh, you know, again, still led them to victory. And I had no doubt that Eagles Niners game would have been a lot more competitive with uh Purdy at quarterback uh, than either if it was Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I'm not even believing uh, Trey Lance, obviously. Well, I don't even I don't really remember. What was it was like was there an interception at the beginning? Something happened. No, man, that it was the first was the, the first drive of the game, Purdy gets hurt. Remember, it's like the elbow injury and, and uh, but, but even before that, they turned the ball out. I think the fumble. Niners were marching. It oh, it was a fumble. Yeah, yeah we fumbled yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and I think we returned it and, you know, it was, it was like, you know, he, he was pretty much on, you know, his elbows hurt, couldn't really throw the ball at all. So it was like, yeah, okay, well, the Eagles are just going to be, you know, running the whole team into him. And that was pretty much what happened. And uh, yeah, it would have been a, it would have been such a good slug fest. I hope that, I hope that matchup happens again this year, but yeah, the, there's this weird obsession in the Niner fan base. I think even around the NFL where it's like, well, I mean, come on like he's in the shanahan system and it's like there's this like fantasy that everyone has where it's like oh my god could you imagine aaron Rodgers in this system could you imagine and you just start picking all could you imagine herbert in this system and like there's this fascination that's why the trey lance thing is so it's like look at look at the arm strength and the tools like could you imagine that but it's just like at the end of the day like the niners were like a top three offense last year yeah. With with Brock Purdy under center, with Jimmy G under center, so like what else, what more do you want, really? Like, I I don't know. Are you a big believer in Trey Lance? Like, uh, everything that you guys gave up for him, was it worth it? 
<laughs> I mean, in hindsight, <laughs> hindsight, no, but like, uh, I'm not like, I'm not completely writing him off. I'll, I think that, I mean, obviously the dude is like insanely raw. Um, you know, there, with, there, he like there had like zero starts. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't a lot of, you know, him of, uh, tapes coming him on him from college to justify giving up what they really did give up for him. And people also like, I don't know, in a way like Shanahan almost like seemed like he didn't really understand what kind of player he was. Cause I mean, he's like not, he, like his, his mobility, like he's, he's mobile and he's kind of fast straight line, but he has no, he doesn't have those like greasy hips to like make people miss. And so I don't know. I, I was kind of like surprised at how much running they did, they, how much like just design QB runs they did with him. But I think also that just kind of tells you that that's what Shanahan thought of him. Yeah. And, and I mean, you guys had a chance to, to draft a uh, Mac Jones or Justin Fields, um, yeah. two guys who I think are a little bit better than uh, what Trey Lance is. And uh, it makes it really interesting. Cause I mean, obviously you guys gave up an extra pick to go get him. So uh Trey Lance has a lot of pressure on him going into this year because if it doesn't work out this year, I um, and maybe you know the Niners are mediocre. I mean, we'll see. You guys have a new defense coordinator. I was also saying you guys. I mean, the Niners have a new defense coordinator. Yeah. Uh, the the um, just the team overall. Like, I wonder how they are going to be. But the, you know, a full season at, at quarterback, maybe it is Trey Lance starting. I mean, he doesn't start out that great. Uh, do you think that Shanahan's job will be in trouble? No, I think people will be calling for it. Like they were calling for it last year, even mm. um, like in the beginning of the season. It's kind of a trend. Like he, they, the Niners tend to start kind of slow and then they just pick up steam towards the end of the season. Right. So I wasn't necessarily worried, but like there was like people were saying like, um, oh crap, what's the name of the um, Ken Dorsey? Like people were like, oh, fire Shannon. Oh, right, right. And then like whenever, and then when you're ever, you're like, well, but who would you replace him with? And then it's like, oh, Ken Dorsey or like some rando offensive coordinator. And then people love to point at the fact that obviously the 27 to three is just brutal. But like at the same time, I would rather he wasn't there. call me crazy, wasn't but I would. Yeah, he was. First of all, he wasn't the head coach. Second of all, I would rather have a coordinator that made it to the Super Bowl and had them in a position to win. And then they ended up losing it. Well, than some coordinator that like hasn't even made it to the divisional round. And, like, what? and I mean, you look at what he did with, uh, you look at what he did with Matt Ryan. Um, and once he left and look what Matt Ryan quickly became, I mean, God, he went, Matt Ryan went from MVP to, is this guy really a hall of famer? I mean, like, yeah, oh, quick, seriously. Man. I mean, God, it was getting sad. Oh, I mean, I don't know if he's, a did he officially retire? I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe we'll look that up, but yeah, it's like, I don't know Matt Ryan officially retired, but he was terrible last year for the Colts. And um, if he didn't retire, I mean, he's going to come back as a, you know, that John Kittner role. He's going to be, you know, a backup, backup. Seriously. And yeah, he's just looked the most sackable quarterback. Like just, he's, he he's just gives watch, up. Man. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's like old Eli. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good. That's a very good comparison, man. Um, for, for that, because I, I, you know, Ryan just retire. I don't know if he's a, a Hall of Famer or not, made a Super Bowl, um, gave up the biggest lead ever and um, in Super Bowl history and, you know, won one MVP. All right. The rest of his career is kind of all the same way. Lost in big games. Had good, he had good offenses in the first half of his career. Roddy White uh, was a receiver for him. Uh, Julio yeah. Jones for the whole decade. You know, 
But uh, other than that, Manny, I was like, but what Shanahan was has been able to do with with quarterbacks like Jimmy G, you know, uh, Matt Ryan, Brock Purdy, maybe we'll see the Trey Lance show this year. Maybe Sam Darnold is uh, the second coming. We'll we'll see, man. I, I'm really. I mean, bet it's. I'm rooting for it's it, better man. than Josh Johnson. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the biggest. If like you were to ask, like, what's the biggest thing you're worried about? Because the Niners' roster is still freaking stacked. Um, it's just it's just quarterback health. Like, Purdy, I think is going to be more durable, but also like he got injured, and then Trey obviously has. I mean, he's kind of like one more shot do, do you, to not get injured. Do you think that D'Amico Ryan's factor is going to have a big effect? I mean, you guys lost or the uh, Niners had lost uh, Robert Sala, you know, was it now three years ago or three seasons ago? Yeah. And then Ryan's came in, had a really good, uh, you know, run at the defense there. And now is in Houston. Uh, do you think I, th- that's I think be a big factor? I think D'Amico, well, I, D'Amico was great. I thought Sala was overrated <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, D'Amico was great, but I don't know. Steve Wilkes, I mean, the guy was a head coach. He's going to be fine. And, like, the sh- I know, like, Shanahan doesn't really get much credit for the defense because, I mean, I guess, he's you know, guy. he's the offensive guy. But at the same time, he kind of puts the defense in a position to be uh, successful just because he's all about, like, controlling possession and yeah, that's a good point. running the ball. And he limits the amount of time that the defense is on the field so that when they are on the field, they can kind of play like maniacs. That's a very underrated, um, um, you know, uh, notion for a head coach yeah no no one really no one really talks about that so uh i think i mean i think that's that's a anytime they were even last year like when they were on the field forever that's why i don't like people want to put people always want to look to like when matt ryan was in atlanta and it's like oh man they're throwing the ball down the field all this stuff and it's like ah okay it's good to score quick yeah it's good but at the same time, like you're really putting your defense like kind of, like sometimes with Kansas City, man, like they score so freaking quickly, yeah. and it's like their their defense is kind of left out to dry. Um, well, with, so I, I prefer the ball control stuff. Kansas City's defense is never um, good enough to even hold the lead. So there, there's a big reason. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do get what you're saying. The Niners' defense is very stacked. That that is for sure. Uh, they are going to be one of the most. Uh, they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league, regardless who is the D coordinator out there. I mean, the, you guys didn't really lose a lot. They didn't really lose a lot of guys there and uh, looking. And they got what's his face from the Eagles D tackle pass. Yeah. Pass yeah. Uh, from us. And um, someone who I, I'm not going to really miss, you know, really? No. I mean, I, I thought there were so many faults in the Eagles defense last year, especially with the line. Um, mm-hmm. They did get a record amount of sacks, but also, again, they just, when it came to good quarterbacks, they exposed the Eagles defense so much. Like if you go up and down the Eagles uh, competition at quarterbacks last year, they played one of the sorriest, you know, competitions in the league. I mean, they got, they had two games out of uh, Daniel Jones, who I don't think is very good. And he was one of their tougher quarterbacks that they played. I think they played a <laughs> yeah. They played a hurt Aaron Rodgers who put up like twenty eight points on him last year. Don't have all the numbers, yep. in them, but man, it's like a, I just thought there was a lot of problem with the Eagles, uh, especially maybe it was the defense coordinator who I'm glad is gone. Uh, John Gannon now is the head coach over oh. in uh, Arizona. Good luck, Arizona, because you guys have a lot of problems. Um, 
And, you know, the guy who I'm going to miss more in the, the coordinator role is uh, Sykin, who's now the head coach over there in Indianapolis. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love, uh, love our head coach. And I, I think, um, you know, with the drafting they did, um, I think they're, they're, they've really put themselves in a great situation. So we'll see there. But it's definitely Eagles and Niners at the top. Yeah. You know, especially, yeah. I think the Niners with the QB depth they have, obviously, you know, you want a starting quarterback, but, with Shanahan, obviously, people saw what he did with two quarterbacks last year and where he put with the position he put them in. So uh, I, I think the Niners and the NFC, Eagles and the NFC are the two favorites. You got to put the Cowboys kind of right there. Um, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are just, yeah. But I, I, I totally I totally agree. I, I Honestly, it's kind of hard to, I mean, there will be some surprise teams because yeah. there always is, but I kind of have trouble like putting my finger on who it's going to be. I, I do too. I agree. I, um, yeah, man, I like lo- looking up and down the list in the, in the NFC right now. I mean, do you think the giants are going to do it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do like their head coach Dayball. Yeah. Um, Saquon is holding out right now. So again, uh, Washington, no faith in them. They're in rebuild mode. Uh, the Vikings, I mean, you saw what cousins did. I mean that, that fourth and four check down pass, it was, Pretty much all you needed to see from that uh, Vikings team from there. Uh, the Lions, who I think are probably the best case scenario of making a playoff run this year, but who knows? Maybe there's a, every time you put any expectations in the Lions, they definitely fall on their back. So maybe um, they will answer the bell. Who knows? Uh, the Packers, I think they have a good squad. I do love me some Jordan Love. I think he's actually pretty solid. I know. Um, so maybe that's the, the team. There's going to be a team out of like, whether you think it's going to be from that division, maybe the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Saints, maybe Desmond Ritter is the answer for the Falcons. But there is going to be a dark horse team in the NFC. I just don't know what it is. I, I, I can't pinpoint it. I um, the, the two best teams, I think, I said the Eagles and the Niners. Uh, the Seahawks, a dark horse, maybe. I maybe, but maybe it's Dallas. Maybe Dallas just it puts it together for the first half, and maybe they're <laughs> maybe they're six yeah. and two going into week eight. And where it's like, wow, all right, maybe it is Dallas. That I just don't see it. The the AFC, I mean, man, you want to talk about a oh. juggernaut? God, I mean, all the good quarterbacks are pretty much in the AFC. It's so good. Brady's and Rogers. Oh my God. Yeah. Brady's out of the NFL. Rogers now in the, the uh, AFC man. Um, God, they, you know, it's so funny on the, on the big shows. They keep talking about the jets being this, you know, the, this is the jets year, all this. I, I don't see it. I just don't (laughs) man in that division. is so hard with the Patriots, the dolphins and the bills. I think the Patriots are way better than the jets. Um, yeah, it's like the the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen, the Bengals. That was gonna be one of the questions I was gonna ask you. Uh, who has the best chance at dethroning the Chiefs um, in the AFC? Mm, I, for some reason, I just don't really think that the. I don't think the Bengals are gonna get back again this year. Okay. Okay. Um, let me think. I mean, honestly the AFC kind of feels almost like March madness. Like yeah. there's kind of a, a, like a tier of like 12, 14 te- or no, like, eh, like 10 teams almost that you could see there's a world where they make a run. Like, obviously I'm going to talk myself into the chargers again before the season starts. Always, like always. that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I know man. I'm the same uh, way. I'm like, cool. This is the chargers year. Uh, also like 
I mean, the Russ thing was so bizarre. Like, I could see them <laughs> maybe being good again. I mean, how, it's just how much worse uh, could it be? Exactly. How much worse could it be? And then who is the Colts quarterback now? The Colts quarterback. I mean, well, they drafted uh, Richardson out of uh Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Drafted Richardson. Who, by the way, should have went back to college for one more year. I, I don't know enough about him. I can't say that. But they do have my boy uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, he's there. Uh, he's... Dude. Oh, oh, wow. Wait, so who's the backup in Philly now? The backup in Philly. Uh, got it. Uh, um, former. Damn. I Is he any decent? No, no. I mean, uh, no. I'm I'm blanking on his name. He played Brady in a playoff game of. Uh, I'll look it up now. Well, after anyways, after we we lost uh, Minshew, who I really loved as a backup. I th- I think he's, I think he'd still be a starter. A, a lot of uh, people that, that know me and listen to me, um, think I'm I have him way too high on the wagon, but <laughs> but I think he's well. Okay, I, I I'm totally with you. Like that was one of the reasons why like the Eagles. Like as far as like betting goes, because there's nothing worse than like losing a futures because the quarterback got injured. Oh yeah, I mean, you and saw it's it like with the, the Patriots and uh, when they lost Brady. Ugh. I mean, man, they went from Super Bowl team to yeah, they almost made. They had a winning record with uh, Matt Castle in 2008, but man, it was like the quickest drop off for that. Oh yeah, and so like I like if I'm gonna bet a future on a team, I want to be able to imagine the backup like yeah. still winning games. Right. And it was like the Eagles were like the ultimate thing last year. Cause I honestly thought there was a chance they could win the division with Minshew actually probably would have won the division with Minshew. I, I agree, man. I, I think uh, Minshew was, I think he was um, just as good. I mean, he had them in some games, like some when he came in, I think when uh, Hertz was injured in week 13 or 14 and we lost to, he lost one to Washington and people were like, you know, calling, you know, calling for his head. It's like, he, he didn't play terrible. And the, the, he lost the Dallas game where he threw a bad interception, but the Eagles lost like yeah. 34 to 40 or something like that. It was a really close game. And then uh, Hertz came back and I think more people were worried because the Eagles had not yet locked up the uh, one seed. And there was a, there was a, a way that, I think Dallas could have still won the division or the Niners could have still overtook them oh, yeah. in the NFC. Oh, got stole the one seed. Yeah. And stole the one seed. So I think it, there are so many just people focus on that and like, Oh the God, they need, they need hurts back. My bad. The, the backup is Marcus Mariota. That's who I got. I can. Oh, so, oh, well that's not, that's not bad. Cause he could, he can't make a full season, but he could like put together. And also he could run a very similar thing to hurts, yeah. I guess. He, he could put together but, an, uh, a, a play, not a playoff game, but a regular season game. If hurts is out. Yeah, like they can survive if Hertz is out for six weeks. Like they can survive and still. I mean, they could still be you know one or two seed. Yeah, exactly. No, I I, I agree. And uh, with 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 all that man, and like kind of going back to like the the question about dethroning the Chiefs, man. Uh, I mean, so you said it. You know, it's like you, you, the Bills have a chance. The Dolphins have a chance if Tua plays well. The Jets have a chance if Rodgers, you know, is able to come back to two, what he was two years ago, and he he can, you know. There is a scenario where what Rodgers looked like last year, uh, what is more realistic? Him playing like he did last year or him playing like the MVP was for two seasons in a row, even though Patrick Mahomes should have won one of those as an MVP. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, man, it's. I think he, yeah, I think he becomes, I think it's much better chance that he plays like an MVP. And if he doesn't, yeah. then he might be done. Yeah. And like, I'd be surprised if he didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, it, well, he'll, he'll be there for two more years, regardless. He's making like $50 million a season. 
and he won't give that up. So, I mean, you have the whole AFC East where that, that is a, you know, threat at, you know, winning the AFC. You have the Bengals, you have the Ravens now who have Lamar Jackson okay. locked up. Although yeah, Ravens, I, I always want to talk myself into the Ravens. Right, but. yeah, because, I mean, they're really good. Um, they almost beat the Bengals, man. I mean, with Tyler Huntley, yeah. they almost beat them. Um, I, talk about a team with a good backup. But wait, where, where's Huntley now? He's still there. Is he he's still, still there. Oh, okay, so that's like another one of those things where it's like I'd love to bet the Ravens' futures. Yeah, no, it's smart, yeah. they're better Because Lamar always has to miss like three or four games because he has like diarrhea or something. Like it's always he, – he, 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 no, he, he always like – He's only played 20 games the last two years, so yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm really curious to see how this team responds with Lamar Jackson. Uh, just because he he didn't go to the playoff game, he was holding out for the contract. There's just a lot of ugliness, I think, there towards the end. I'm not sure how his teammates really feel about him, but I mean, maybe yeah. you know, winning always fixes things. So if they win a few games right away, um, the Steelers are going to be better. The Browns, I think, are going to be better with Deshaun Watson going into the second year. Um, yeah, that's another one where it's like, how but, how possibly bad could he be? I mean, okay, before the whole thing. And I don't like Deshaun Watson. I think he's, uh, I think he's a scumbag. Um, yeah, I know that's unsportsmanlike on this conduct, but or on this uh, <laughs> podcast. But uh, I, I have the right to say that because I mean, all yeah. the allegations and stuff against him—not just allegations, but stuff that happened with him. Um, he was fourth to MPV voting in before all that stuff happened, and so this guy didn't have any major injuries. He just didn't play football, and so he was out of the groove and. I think, you know, with the full uh, offseason with OTAs and all that, now I think this guy is going to be a lot better than expected. I'm, um, you know, that's one that you just can't count out. I mean, the talent was there. Then you go in the jack. You just need, I, I totally agree. Like, he just needed to play football. Yeah. Like, like, it was just because he has he just hasn't been playing. And yeah. it just shows how hard it is to come, no, come he, back. Exactly, yeah. Then you go to the AFC South. You have Jacksonville there. You have the Titans, who you can't count them out because I think Martin uh, <laughs> yeah. is a variable. You know, he's always yeah. has a team in some sort of competition. And uh, if Tannehill can return to form, they're going to be a threat. Then you go to the AFC West. The Chiefs, obviously. You have the Chargers. You have the Raiders, who still can't count them out. And uh, the Broncos, who you can't count out. I mean, all those teams are all in to win, every one of them. Dude, it's it is March Madness. <laughs> no, you're right, man. Every week you're going you're at least guaranteed to get two really good games. Whether if it's a divisional game with you know the AFC East, the uh, the AFC West, even the AFC North, they have three they have three or four really solid teams in there. So uh, that's something the NFC lacks, and that I think the the Eagles definitely have one of the toughest schedules as far as it goes right now for going into next season. But I mean. When it comes to divisional games, um, I, I think they have it pretty easy as c- compared to what we just talked about. Um, the same with uh, the NFC South and the NFC North. I mean, it's the competition level is not even you know fair. It's it's unreal. Like it makes you like wh- like that's I guess you know maybe the pa- the Packers wouldn't have been down to trade Rodgers to the NFC, but like. No, I mean, some one of these quarterbacks, like who's going to be the next guy that's just like the NFC is wide freaking open. Like it's like LeBron in the East. I, like, I mean, is it Carolina with, you know, just drafting um, the guy out of Alabama, man? It's a, it's a Bryce Young. So is it, is it Bryce Young going to be that? Is he going to make that leap this year or are they going to hold him back for a year? You know, it's like, <sighs> he's just so tiny. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, 
I still hold, I still have a little bit of faith that he could make it work. I think, I yeah. think he does. Uh, he is a baller. Uh, I've seen him in under pressure and he does respond well, but again, those small guys do tend to get hurt. So uh, it's a, uh, that's an, if he gets hit a few times, I wonder how that's going to really be because he's not in college anymore. He's going up against NFL teams. So yeah, he's super poised. Yeah. And then like the Rams, like I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, are the Rams I mean, going to bounce I, I back? Wanna... They should. I mean, they should. Yeah, that's another I mean, good point. Yeah, and then I don't know. I mean, Gino. I mean, Gino was really good last year. I just don't think that the Seahawks are that talented. I. I do like what they did last year, and I I think oh, yeah. they, I think they will continue to be good. I do think that because uh, they have a good running back, and I, I do think Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach. For as many teams, yeah. For as many people thought he should have been fired, well, guess what, guys? Russell Wilson was the the um person there that needed to go. It wasn't Pete Carroll. Everyone always called for his head. That was uh, the other way around. Insane. I I just Russell's just. He's just screwed. I've just even just I'm so used to watching him on like primetime games and it's just so guaranteed. He's one of those guys where like Mahomes where yeah. I used to feel like it's just guaranteed like you're waiting for this pass He's going to score yeah. like yeah, he's going to he's going to yeah, he's going to hit Doug Baldwin on some crazy <laughs> thing or like scramble around and he threw that just that spiral that just goes straight up in the air and drops right in the pocket. That arm talent, man. I mean, god, you just wonder what the hell happened to it, man. And so I I, I I don't know. Deshaun Payton is he the answer? I mean that that's gonna be the biggest thing in Denver. Is Sean Payton gonna really figure out uh, how Russell Wilson could? Uh, I mean, yeah, save the last you know few years of his career. I mean, he's not old, man. I gotta pull up the NFL futures because this is this is it's a little spicy talking about a little spicy talking about all these. Here. Yeah, I'm talking myself into the Broncos. Oh man, don't do it. Don't be like everyone last year. <laughs> dude. You got Mahomes and you got the Chiefs in that division. Dude, but 45 to one to make the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl to win. The, ugh, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, man. But like, here are the teams that are behind them uh, or like yeah, in 45. terms of betting Vikings, Giants. No Steelers. No Packers. No Bears. No Patriots. No, I, I would no. Have Patriots ahead of them. Okay, Patriots are 55 to 1. Wow. Raiders are 60 to 1. I don't even know what the deal is with Jimmy G. Like, is Jimmy G their what, quarterback or what not? What are they to win the division? That's what you would probably want to look at. Mm-hmm. Is Mahomes, Mahomes got hurt. And you look at the division. Where, who would be the next in line? Best case scenario for them. How would that look? Okay, so okay, see, they, they miss, or the Chargers could choke it. it. We already know that. Oh yeah, we saw them. I'm blow. looking at the division odds. Okay, the Raiders are 15 to one. Yeah, don't like it. What, I what still don't like Broncos? it. What are the Broncos? Five and a half to five and a half to ones plus five fifty. Okay, that's kind of juicy. That that is juicy. I mean, I would throw a little like you know fifty dollar nugget at that to win you know what more of a two fifty there. But um, again, man, it's just like the Chiefs barring any injury are just going to, I think walk in the walk with that division chargers are second. You know, I, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I just don't have that much faith in the Raiders, but you, you know, cause they have McDaniels as head coach and I'm not really a big fan of McDaniels anymore as, you know, head coach, uh, no. offense coordinator I do, but, um, in Denver, I mean, the, your best thing is looking at Sean Payton, like he's going to really change stuff around and, Maybe Hackett was just a hack job there and not 
not the guy that you know Wilson needed. Um, that that's just it, man. Uh, maybe Wilson's is over the hill too. So that I, I just have to think that Peyton would put him in the, in a position to succeed. Yeah. Like, because think about even like late Drew Brees, like he he was he was a little sketchy there, you, like you, with his arm, arm strength and everything. No, that, that's a good point, man. He he was like Drew Brees definitely lost his arm strength and. Uh, Peyton knew what to do with his running backs, like with Kamara and, and bringing in some of those guys. So um, maybe if you're looking at it like that, like this guy has been able to get his team to those uh, championship games. And um, I mean, yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's it. I'd be curious to see what they are to win the NFC. What is it? Say so 40, Ooh. 45 to one to win the Super Bowl. What are they to win the NFC? Cause that's what I cashed last year with the Eagles. The Eagles were plus 1400 to win the <sighs> NFC going, um, this was before the AJ Brown trade, so yes. before, uh, before the draft day. So I had them like right after the uh, right after the uh, Rams won the Super Bowl. I took the Eagles at plus fourteen hundred. Okay, the Brownies are. It's a tough one. Yeah. Oh wow. The they're they're twenty or Broncos. I mean, the Broncos are twenty two to one to win the NFC. I mean, the AFC to win the AFC, and behind them is like the Steelers. Like no way. I wouldn't say the, the I wouldn't say the Steelers. No way, man. I they're really I, well. I just like Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett is actually pretty solid. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think you know obviously injuries do happen and sometimes you know surprises happen. True. Like, no one thought that Russell Wilson was going to be that bad last year. Um, True. No one saw that coming, and um, maybe some Seahawks fans saw it coming and were like you know trying to warn everybody those those deep serious fans. But man, I I really do think. Uh, you know, if you think about the Sean Payton factor and you just kind of take all that in and maybe an injury does happen, maybe you'll be seeing the Broncos in the NFC and you're like, man, uh, 22 to one, not bad. I, I would take that over the 45 to one. I know it's a lot more juicy yeah. money, but I just, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Cause then the, you get to hedging and it always gets so complicated. Yeah. I, I, I agree, but it's just cause like, I, I can't believe that Sean Payton is going to have not at least like a top 13 offense. He's so good. Yeah. And then that defense is honestly super raw. Right. Like they're like in a good way. Like they're freaking sick. They're, that defense is sick. Yeah. And young. Um, and you got to think that obviously they're going to play better than they did last year at five and 12. Um, and it might just be the year for Denver. Could be. Yeah. I mean, we saw it for, yeah, <laughs> you know, Nuggets just won it. Uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see it, man. This year. Uh, it's definitely not it for the Colorado. Or the Avalanche. I'll tell you that. Uh, no, no, it's certainly <laughs> never, not. Never the year for them. Um, here, here's another question, man. Uh, give me a prediction on who will win the MVP. Not name uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, or Joe Burrow. Give me a quarterback or a dark horse. Doesn't have to be quarterback. It could be running back or receiver. Who do you think? Uh, and you can give me a multiple names too. Uh, I like Lamar. Okay. So like Deshaun Watson is you can get him at 40 to one on at Caesars. That's I like that, bad. but the, they're not going to vote for him. I mean, <laughs> they just won't. You know what? If he, the Browns are eight, eight and three going into week 11 and they're like, wow, he has numbers. I don't think maybe some voters will have that if they're not, if, if it's kind of close. But I mean, if he's up there, man, he's up there. You're gonna be like, damn. Hey, I have this guy. I put a hundred bucks on him at forty to one. You know. I'm trying to look for some like awesome, like just super deep out, odds out there. Uh, what is Justin Jefferson at? Justin Jefferson. Let me 
is at 100 to 1. Hmm, that's not bad. That's it's kind of, it's kind of good. I mean, especially cuz like the Vikings are going to probably have an awesome record cuz they're poopy division. Well, they they got an awesome record and it's going to be because of him, right? True, yeah, true. Least, um you know, 40 to 1 for Russ. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the as a Niners guy, I kind of I don't Okay. Christian McCaffrey's 200 to 1. And if it's like a bouncing back wow. between the two quarterbacks all year and the Niners are the number one seed. Running backs never win one, man. It's hard. That's hard. But he's but he's more than a running You're back. right. You're, you are right. He, yeah. He is like valuable. he could have some ungodly like TD total. Yeah. Um, you, you count also, on his health though. I don't hate Bosa. Bosa or Parsons maybe. Uh, you can see the Parsons factor. Maybe Bosa. Okay. I'd say Parsons because he plays versatile at both of those positions, linebacker and because i'm just trying to think like it there are teams that are going to be if they get there um is it possible that they're or for the for the most part if the team is like awesome they're going to give it to the quarterback yeah unless the quarterback is kind of mid so yeah i don't know or like tyreek maybe i don't know yeah no there's some interesting i I do like the lamar one i mean the, the scenario is there for him um, at, at doing it. So I, I do think that's a good one. Uh, who do you got? Um, you know, just your put odds aside, everything else. Uh, who do you think will win the Super Bowl and, uh, going into the season with all the moves that have been made so far, you think uh chiefs repeat your non biased. No, opinion. I don't think the chiefs repeat. Uh, well that, you know what? <laughs> so I, I also haven't plugged my, my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is West coast bias. So is, I've got a lot of West coast bias. And for that reason, I'm going to say the Niners. Okay. Gotcha. Cause I think it's just, it just never works out that like, I don't know, like the Eagles, nope. the Eagles, I think are the best team, but it just never seems to work out that way where it's that easy. Right. Um, no one, the Niners, I like the idea of the wild card tray factor, the, kind of. The only time it's ever really worked out was, man, the Rams. I mean, the Rams trading for Sam, uh, for uh, Matthew Stafford, and uh, that being it, man, it's like, oh, everyone just kind of penciled in for the Super Bowl, man. Them being home, it's like, they, you know, it, just, it felt too good to be true. I never believed in that hype train, but, man, they did it, and they came, and, and uh, you know, they beat the Bengals in the Super and Bowl, it, and that was like, wow. I kind of wow. just don't feel like that was like, I don't know. It almost feels similar to like the nuggets this year. Like you won the title. Good for you. Like it's a legitimate title, but it just was kind of one of those weird years where they got just a pretty nice draw and there wasn't really any other like truly fantastic team. You know, man, I, I disagree with the nuggets take. I think, uh, they, okay. I think they were probably the best team and I think they definitely should have won it. Yeah. And I think, uh, they beat a really good Lakers team who was probably the second best team in the league. Um, there, yeah, there's a lot there, man, and I think Denver is a hell of a team, but I, I think like the even the Rams that year, they, they went up against, um, you know, there was the Rogers factor. There was, all, I'm not saying they played Rogers, but there yeah. was a lot of good teams, and they, they just weren't able to play. Like, I think the, you want to say then, anything? I think the Eagles <sighs> got super lucky on going to the Super Bowl. They really did. Really? Oh yeah, because I thought the well, Niners were better than them. I think Brock with healthy Brock Purdy, I think it would have been the Niners representing the NFC instead of the Eagles. I think it was like a true like coin flip, but like I, I would give, you know, I'd go like 55%, 60% for the Eagles just for the being home factor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but 
I like even that Rams. I, it was so frustrating as a Niners fan. Also, yes, that year, that that year they started three and five. I got a hundred to one Niners to win the Super Bowl ticket. Oh man, that year. And if you remember, and I also before the playoffs had a hundred to one Bengals Niners just for them to both be in the Super Bowl. And uh, anyway, so I was just sweating, and they they had the Rams down and beat. And then it all came down to they had that dropped interception and then they yeah. ended up losing. It was tragic. I had, I, I managed to like somehow lose an incredible amount of money. Cause I was like, of course I was drinking and like, to, I was like know, trying to hedge, this. but I wasn't doing any. Yeah. I was too emotional. I wasn't like doing any math yeah. and like, I was just like, Oh, but now let me back on the nine. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just right. Right. Yeah, you can, yeah. It's always like, when you think in that scenario, you're just thinking big picture, like big money. You're like, Oh my God. But man. Yeah. I, um, yeah, there's there's a lot to look forward to. I can't wait for football football to be back. There's gonna be a lot of off season news coming. Hopefully, no serious injuries happen. But um, you know, sometimes uh, the stuff always happens as we get ready, getting closer to week one. So uh, I'm excited. Can't wait. A lot of narratives are gonna change. A lot of stuff's gonna be happening. Maybe there will be a trade or two between now and uh, week one. So so much uh, to look forward to, man. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on the podcast, and I appreciate everybody for listening uh, to today's show. Uh, Ryan, do you have any more uh, words before I let you go? Um, Tell us. Uh, this was awesome, man. You. This was awesome. I got to connect with you when I'm down in LA because, uh, you know, it's always good to just be connected with other people that are in the industry and it's just yeah. that know the the grind of it all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you told us uh, about your YouTube channel. Tell uh, people where else they can find you at. Yes. So originally I was on, I'll get, you know what, I'll give them a plug. I was on the Krug Show uh, YouTube channel, which was pretty awesome um, because we worked out a deal when we did the Niners thing where we got to put all the player interviews and everything on that channel. Now that I'm moving to LA, uh, I'm not on that anymore. I've started a new channel called West Coast Bias (laughs) and and thinking, okay, I'm moving to LA. I'm surprised that name was not taken. I'm sorry. I know, right? And then I, I even got the LLC because my girlfriend's in law school. Nice. Oh, yeah. um, you love it. She, she, yeah. But anyway, so I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to really cover the Bay Area teams as much, but nobody's really just covering all of California. So ultimately that is the goal at some point. But right now it's just, so it's West Coast bias on YouTube, but it is a bunch of eclectic things right now, just like movie reviews and TV stuff and whatever but there is some sports in there and there's going to be a whole lot more coming especially during the nfl season awesome all right ryan uh, i'll plug that all into the show notes i appreciate your time and i appreciate everyone else for listening Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating and review and i will see you guys all next time